Good evening, church. Turn your Bibles to Luke 24, verse 40. Luke 24. Okay, you got 24, 40. Okay, uh, stand with me uh, just briefly. I just want to read this one verse. Okay, hear the word of God as recorded in Luke chapter 24, verse 40. And when he had said this, he showed them his hand and his feet. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his holy word. You may be seated. Uh, Let us pray. Eternal Father, may you be praised and adored. Lord, we thank you for sending your dear son into the world to suffer and to die for us. We know it was not no other way for us to be saved. So we praise you and worship you and adore you, the holy wounds of your body, for the forgiveness of our sin. Lord Jesus, Son of the living God, inscribe with your precious blood, most merciful Lord, your wounds on our heart, that we may read in them both, Lord, your suffering and your love. May the memory of your wounds even remind us in the hidden place of our hearts to stir up, Lord, within us your compassion and your sorrow so that the flames of your love may be rekindled in us. And, Lord, we have asked this in your blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let me just kind of say this, that we talk about Jesus being nailed to the cross, and we talk about those particular wounds, but it's also interesting to think in regards to Christ had been flogged, he had been beaten, he had been crowned with thorns, and carried his own cross in addition to his crucifixion. Now, that's a lot of suffering for the sins of the world. And it is a mystery of faith that when Christ rose from the dead, he retained those five wounds in his glorious body. Now, you and I know if Jesus really wanted to, he could have easily removed those wounds. And I see a few people shaking their hands or grinning, you know, with me because he was God and he could do whatever he chose to do. But nevertheless, those wounds from his body were the indication of his suffering on the cross. But instead, they were the pierced hands and feet and there was the open wound in his side. And I will attempt to give some reason for that. Now, let me just kind of say this. And I bring this to your attention for the simple reason I want you to really see how things impact me. We have communion from time to time here once a month, and I never forget. 
And it kind of flows into what I talked about this morning. Brother Jack was standing here trembling in his voice, praying, and he made a statement. And he said that our names are written to those wounds. And I left out of church and all that week long, that, and excuse my expression, kind of hunted me. I never thought about that. We just take things for granted. And out of listening to him pray that prayer, I began to really look at that deeply. And that played a big impression upon me coming to the Lord's table. And this is where that sermon is coming from, is being forced to look at those wounds because my name is written in them. Your name is written in them. So let me see if we can just look at a few illustrations this afternoon based upon having to really do some searching and really see that by faith. Okay? Now, those wounds were infallible proof that this was the same Jesus the disciple had known and who had been crucified. It was to establish Jesus' identity to show that it was really him. He was the same Jesus whom they had followed, whom they had deserted, whom they had seen afar off crucified and slain, and whom they had carried to the tomb. It was the very same Christ they stood before right now. And listen to these words. Right this very moment, listen to these words. Speaking to Doubting Thomas, he said, Bring here thy finger, and see my hand, and bring here thy hand, put it into my side, and be not unbelieving, but believing. Whereupon Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God. So Jesus Christ retained those wounds coming out of the grave, to prove to his disciples that he was the same Jesus that they walked with for three and a half years on earth. And we know that he could have changed his whole appearance, but just think if he had done that, where would we be today? So he retained those wounds to prove to the disciples that he was the same Jesus that they walked with there in Jerusalem for many years. And we just read about Doddin Thomas. So you see why he retained those wounds. Now, if he had not shown them such evidence, it is probably that his disciple would have been unbelieving enough to doubt that it was really him. If he hadn't shown them that. Even coming through the wall and standing there, they probably would still have doubted. But with those wounds and inviting Thomas to come and do what he did, he cried out, my Lord and my God. Now, 
That's one reason why he retained those wounds. Now let me show you another reason why he retained those wounds. Now think about this. Jesus Christ left heaven. All the angels saw him when he left heaven. Now think about now, Jesus Christ is returning back to heaven. And now look how they see Christ, the Son of God, with holes in his hand and his feet and his side. So now the angels begin to wonder. So he retained those wounds in heaven. I believe that the wounds of Christ in heaven will be a theme of eternal wonder to the angels. We know the angels saw him leave heaven one way and return in another way. We know that to be the case. Now this is my surmise, and I kind of hope it makes sense. Why did Jesus retain the wounds in his body? That's what I'm preaching on this afternoon. So, for certain, they saw for themselves in heaven the man who suffered, and the angels could see the wound that was produced in his body by his suffering. Now, you think about an old soldier that fought in World War I, World War II, or even the Korean War. Perhaps. I think we just celebrated what some of them was alive and returned back. And those guys on TV, I noticed they would show the newsman their wounds. And they was very, very proud of their wounds. And I think that the wounds of Christ are his medals. And Christ wears those wounds very, very proudly for the simple reason that it pleased the Father. I believe that Jesus wears those wounds. It gives him a powerful argument with God the Father when Jesus prays for his people. If you recall, the enemy, he accuses us in heaven before the throne of God. So when he accuses someone here at Haven, what does Jesus do? He shows the father the wound and say, Haven is taken care of. I like that. That we have a mediator in heaven to stand before us while we are being accused. And when he holds up those hands, he has to say nothing else to the Father. Nothing else has to be said. The Father understands clearly we at Haven are okay. These are the wounds that he shows to God on our behalf. When Jesus asks God to forgive your sins, he doesn't have to do anything but hold up his hand with the mark of those nails in them. Christ still wears his wounds in heaven. Christ is coming to judge the world, 
And when Christ come again to judge the world, he will be seated on a white throne and all the unbelievers will stand there and see him and all Christ has to do is to hold up his hand and they would know without a doubt that he died on the cross. They can't say nothing. They can't even open their mouth because now they know the truth. Wow. And when he holds up his pierced hand, they will be in terror to the universe. They will be in terror. Again, guess what? We will be there when all this happens. We will be there watching this. And even perhaps prematurely, I would say, some of our relatives will be there at that white throne judgment. But right now it's not too late to get the word out to them that they won't have to experience that. Christ wears those marks in his hand and sides so that we who are converted may never forget that he died for us. That's in heaven. I I know every tear is going to be wiped away, but we will see that. In heaven, we will see that. When we have been in heaven many thousands of years, we will still have the death of Christ in our memory. Because we're going to see that. I mean, it's not going to be anything negative to see that. It was no other way that can be done. So we are graciously thankful that he did it. And think about this here. Here it go right here. In heaven, we were seeing over in Revelation 5, 9, Thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. That's what the Bible says. We're going to sing that song. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to sing it. And I see a few people smiling. And it gives me joy. He prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. Father, if there's any other way, is there any other way, let it be done. No answer. And then he say, not my will, your will be done. So as I prayed earlier, we know it was no other way. And we just have to accept that. Thou wast slain will have great sweetness because there Christ sits with the wounds in his hand, his feet and side clearly shown. Now here it go right here. I'm talking about what we're going to see. Here on earth, we need the bread and the cup at communion to remind us of the Savior's suffering. But in heaven, we will have the very sight of those wounds. On communion, that's what we are remembering. He said, do this in remembrance of me. 
When we get to heaven, we will see those wounds with his wounds still fresh upon his body. We shall see him as he is. Why does Christ show his hand and feet? Today we see the wound by faith. Well, we were talking about this morning. We see them by faith. He teaches us his sympathy with us in his suffering. There he says, see these hands? I am not a high priest that cannot be touched by your feelings or infirmities. He is talking to us here while we are on earth. We are going to go through some things. And when you're going through those things, you've got to remember what has happened on the cross for you, for me. And remembering that is going to take you on through. It's going to, as we learned this morning, these successful and the unsuccessful people that we read about, God gave them faith to keep them faithful. And God is saying, when you see these wounds, remain faithful. I have suffered too. I was tempted in all ways just like you. Evidence of Christ's sympathy for us in your time of sorrow. When you're going through some things, think of the wounds in his hand, in his feet, and in his side. Bring those to bear. When you are bruised, think of the whip that tore his flesh. Think of his death on the cross being forsaken by God. When you think God has hid his face from you, Think of Jesus Christ on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We, we got to put all these things into play as Christians to stand firm in the faith and continue to, I was talking to someone this morning, to run this race. This is why he wears his wounds in his hand and feet so that he can show us how much he sympathizes with us. Also, Christ wears his wounds to show that suffering is a very honorable thing. He wears those wounds to say that suffering is okay. In fact, about it is very, very honorable. He makes his wounds his glory. How does it go? There's no suffering before glory. So we see that the wounds of Christ are very glorious and honorable things. To suffer. And last but not the least, 
the wounds of Christ reveals the perfection of his love. The wounds of Christ reveals the perfection of his love. And it follows from what he has said that unless we love as Christ did, and he says that this is the new commandment I give to you. And he says, love one another as I have loved you. We cannot fully share in the fruits of his resurrection. Principle of mom, which is the outpouring of the spirit of love. So you see that those wounds really will be retained in glory. And you see that for us, it's very, very important that we remember those wounds as well. So with that said, bow with me in prayer. Eternal Father, we just thank you and we give you glory and we give you praise. Lord, we adore you and we love you for offering up your only son for our sin. Lord Jesus, we love you and praise you. It is through your suffering, Lord, that you reconcile the world to yourself. Lord, it is through your suffering that we are justified. You let yourself be overwhelmed by the enormous burden of the world's sins. Receive, Lord, this afternoon our praise and our worship and our adoration. We praise and adore and worship, Lord, the wounds of your open side, your pierced heart, Lord. All, Lord, we desire that we may live every remaining day of our lives in the cleft of your open side. Lord, you are all that we desire, and Lord, you are all that we want to desire. And Lord, we desire to love you more, to know you only and your suffering love. Lord, we desire to think of you all the time. We desire, Lord, in particular to think of your holy wounds every moment of the day. And so, Lord, this very moment, we ask you again to inscribe your wounds on our heart that we may read in them your suffering and your love. And all God people say, Amen.